You're listening to that. <laughs> Crotch Goblins podcast. All right. So as you know, we're back and we have Jenna today. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, of course. Um, so, you know, so a lot has happened basically. And um, the biggest topic right now is the reversal of Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. So um, I did watch the documentary on that. I don't know if you saw that on Netflix. I haven't. Uh-uh. Dude, eye opener. I'm telling you, I love that they had some women who came in who was like, I got pregnant, wasn't expecting it. And I got an abortion. And I thank every day for that because I was able to do what I wanted, you know, and, and I feel like right now, a lot of people are think of the baby. Okay, but I am but at the same time, I'm thinking the mom. And, and the reason I look at this, because of course we're in Washington, right? We have a lot of farms around us. I'm down in El Paso now, a lot of farms around us. And I thought about it. I'm like, when it comes down to a cattle rancher, you know, they love their cattle. They love their things. I mean, you watch like Dr. Pole and they're on there. They're like, whatever you can do, just make sure I keep my cow because I, you know, I need her or you know, they have names for them. Yeah. And I was there thinking about that. Why is it that it's okay? We look at that. We're not going to save the baby by killing the cow. We're going to, oh, well, the cow's going to, the baby's going to have to die so that the cow lives. Why is that okay? But it's not for us as people, hmm. you know? And that was just kind of like this weird thing I was saying. My husband's like, well, it's an animal. I'm like, yeah, but they're like family. I mean, you ask any dairy farmer and I'll tell you right now, every cattle is needed. And it's, you know, I just thought about that. We, I get it. Like I've asked my husband, like if it came down to life or death and you had to save me or the children, who would you save? And he said, you, I was like, what, why would you save me? He's like, we can make more kids. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's a weird way to look at that. Right. But at the same time, I get it, you know? And that's a decision every couple should make on their own. Like, who do you save? Like, that's a very tough decision. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like that's just something that is hard as far as like humans, you know, because um, I think it's just case by case basis when it comes to that, you know, like when you're in the delivery room, the mother's not go- doing great, the, they're both not doing great. Who do you save? Like the husband or the wife or whoever has to answer that question. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's based on that person's individual um, morals, ethics, what they have already talked about for their family, you know, maybe someone would choose to save the baby if the delivery process, you know, it just, that's kind of hard. Cause I think it could go either way and depending yeah. on what the situation is, but I think it's a right to choose. Yeah. And that, and I agree with that. That's why I'm very pro row. I get it though. People hear about these, I'm telling you, they're minute. Like when you look it up now, mind you, there is no real true accurate calculation for abortions because a lot of it doesn't go documented. Yeah. A lot of it. And so you can't say, oh, well, these are the stats. There are no stats. People get away from that. There's no stats. The stats are skewed. And, and the fact is, is like when, like I have a personal friend who literally, I think it was, it wasn't like an RH factor or something, something that we've uh, situated already. It was something new that the doctor's never seen. They couldn't figure it out. But basically the baby, like her blood cells were, her red blood cells were bursting. Like she was dying having her baby. Yeah. And so at like 19 weeks, she had to make the choice. Either I deliver this baby and survive or we both die. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You know, and so they told her like, oh, your baby will only have a few minutes. She sat there for three hours while basically her baby was going to die. And I still, uh, mind, this is like a different area. And I told her, I'm like, at that point, I'd been like, hey, it's been over an hour. You guys are taking my baby to NICU and you guys are going to figure something out to try and keep him alive. But the problem was, was that inside internally, his blood cells were bursting like hers were. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't going to survive either way. Mm-hmm. And so you know, the best thing was just to spend that time with him, you know? And so I think about that and I think about these mothers that have these babies who have disformities and things like that inside. There are the other sides, right? There's people that said, the doctor said that the baby wasn't going to survive. And then there's people who, you know, and so they keep the baby and then it turns out just fine. Okay. That was your personal choice. Yeah. And what we're saying is that now that choice has been taken away from you. And, and that's where I keep, I think people keep getting it really wrong. I guess that's my personal view. They, they keep getting it wrong. And I think what we have to remember is that actually reversing Roe versus Wade does not at all interfere with medically necessary abortions. So, so if your baby will not survive outer utero, your doctor will offer you a DNC and you have every right to do that. Even, even with this reversed, it will not interfere with medically necessary abortions. And that's where it gets gray because your doctor- can choose. Well, yes, I'm- I I love that you're in the medical field. So you're more onto this than I am. I only see what I can read. The doctors, okay, so if it was, I mean, we'll go all, there's all sorts of cases, but let's take a serious one. If it's gonna endanger the mother's life, it will be malpractice for a doctor not to evacuate that baby. Okay. So- it will across the United States, mothers who are in danger of dying because of their pregnancy will not be denied an abortion ever because mm-hmm. that is malpractice. So they have to. And then I know the medical side where as far as like um, to get rid of varicose veins, right? You have all these criteria. It has to be painful. It has to be causing problems. It has to be this, right? And it ha- you have to go through these stages to get approved for your procedure to get the medical or to get the varicose veins away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of doctors, they'll help a person out, right? Like you can say, oh, there is pain. Oh, there is wounds, but there's nothing. The girl just wants those varicose veins gone and it still gets approved and it still gets done. So there's a lot of this like fear that no one's going to be able to have abortion and it's wrong. Like there, people are going to be able to have abortions. The doctor can put like, oh, you have this blood work that's non-compatible with life and you're going to be medically in your right to have an abortion. And we don't call it an abortion at the hospital. We call it a DNC, a dilatation and curatage, because it's a medical procedure to save a life Yeah. or, you know, so, um, and I like that. I like that change. Cause right. A lot of people get that stigma. Oh, it's juicy Josie. So who's, you know, going out and sleeping around and not using birth control and coming in and getting them every week or every month. And while there's some that do use that as a birth control, most of the time, if you look at it demographically, they're the, they're the few people that are lower income who don't have that ability, who haven't been thought, you know, haven't been, I should, I can't say trained, but like, um, informed, you know? And I think that that's another thing that we need to talk about now that this Roe versus Wade is reversed and people are upset or happy or whatever. I think we need to talk about like the real thing. Like what about birth control? Do people know that a lot of people are denied birth control and a lot of people insurances, a lot of insurances will only pay for a very specific 
birth control. And it's expensive. And then therefore the mom, the moms, the women aren't on the birth control and therefore get pregnant. Like, so, you know, for all the people saying that, cause I, you know, have a hard time with like just willy nilly, like having an abortion all the time. Yeah. Like I agree. I'm right there. Like that's not a form of birth control. This is for right. accidents that happen. And for those saying, well, that's her right to have a uh, abortion every month. Well, let's talk about getting birth control affordable for her. Like that's another huge. Or, or what about doctors who are denying women, even at the age of 18, if they want to get their tubes tied? Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's lots of other talks that we actually need to have now that this has been reversed that have kind of been just glanced over. Like mm-hmm. there's a huge problem with birth control access and affordability. There's a huge problem with doctors saying you don't know that you want no children. Um, <laughs> you know, like there's I a just, huge- my husband didn't believe that. I told him, I'm like, no, doctors literally were like, no. I even asked the doctor, what if I want my tubes tied? Well, you're really young. I'm like, yep. but that's still my choice. Yep. I my still boss, get the My boss had four kids before she was or by the time she was 24, right? And that's pretty young, but she had them back to back. She was married at 19, started having kids at 20, whatever it is. I'm, that, I'm probably got all that. But, I mean, but even if she wasn't married, let's just say she got was with the boyfriend and they thought they're going to go forever. Right. And she's like, but I don't, you know, maybe things are starting to shift. Right. And like, I want to be protected. I just want to have my tubes tied because I don't know. I'm around kids all the time. And I don't think I really want kids. Yeah. And the other thing is too, is right. I get it. Like, and I think they should be informed, right? There are sometimes your body will not allow the reversal. There is time. There is that, that possibility, but that's still minute compared to having to take care of a whole nother person. And I think about that child, right? We're talking about thinking about the children a lot of the time for a lot of the arguments, think of the baby. Well, think about a baby who's born to a mom who doesn't want it, who's mm-hmm. not going to take care of it properly. Do you really want that child to have some horrible life because you forced that mom to have it. And then they, you know, and, and I I've gone through this whole like snake of issues, like we'll put it up for adoption. Okay. So it's going to go live in a foster home and go from foster home to foster home, foster home until it gets someone to adopt it because the adoption costs, which you and me have gone over this is anywhere between 50 to a hundred thousand dollars in the U S if they were like $10,000, I'm sure most of the kids would be out of foster. Yeah. So there's just all sorts of scenarios that come into play with this. And I think it's why it's such a hard topic and conversation is because there's so many different scenarios, you know, obviously incest and rape, like no one would want anyone to have uh, to burden a child, you know, like that's just hard. Like I would hope that would be accessible to a woman. Right. But like at the same time, like I just said, like there's ways to, to there's loopholes to get around it. There's going to be loopholes. It's not like, everyone in the United States is never, ever allowed to have an abortion again. Like that's not what this is. Well, and I, and I agree, right. There's a, there's a few States that banned it completely. There's States like Ohio where after six weeks, no more. I don't know if you saw the article. There was a 10 year old girl who was raped by a family member and was six days, six weeks and like two days pregnant. So she couldn't get an abortion. Yeah. And it's just like, and I think about that, you know, I, I told my husband, I'm like, so you're telling me that a woman who got raped by someone as she's jogging, she's not even anywhere near sexual or anything like that. And now she's pregnant. He goes, well, why didn't she get taken care of sooner? As a good question. What if she has such traumatic mental issues that she's seeing a therapist through this? Now I'm starting to get sick at eight, nine weeks old. What's going on? Goes in, she's pregnant. Oh, but the state only allows that six weeks. Yeah. yeah. 
so I think there's some things that we definitely need to change. Um, most people don't find out they're pregnant till four to six weeks. So maybe it could be like a different, um, I, I, and this is my personal view, but I think if your body naturally can abort the child, which I had, I've had abortion, I've had miscarriages and between 10 and 12 weeks is usually when it happens. So why can't we give the deadline to 12 weeks, right? The body's naturally going to be able to abort by then. That's well, I personally, I personally don't know the reason behind the six weeks, just because I know that the heart is fully formed at five weeks. So yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're trying to do a whole thing, well, it's not, it's, it's finally a, like a human now because the heart's formed. Well, the heart's formed at five weeks. So yeah, then you should have put a time frame on the five weeks, not six weeks. Like, I really don't know why they chose six weeks. Personally, I haven't dove into that. Why? But, um, baby, but it's interesting. Yeah. But basically I would think if you're trying to do the whole, not after the organs are fully formed, that's, that's five, five weeks is your heart's fully formed. You're beaten. It's beaten your way. Like you're a little human being in there. Yeah. And so I don't know, it's really tough. And I think there should be exceptions to certain situations like, like rape, incest, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I think that was too, my husband's like, well, how do you know if it's rape? I'm like, well, she shows up to the doctor. Here's my police report. I was raped. Yeah. Done deal. I mean, yes. Well, and then, well, then, then you have the other side. What if women are lying saying yeah, they yeah. raped them? Yeah. You that know, could happen too. there's manipulative people all over the world, but, oh, yeah. um, and I hope they wouldn't do that. But the thing is, is hold on. My dog is being bad. <laughs> no, that's your fur baby. <laughs> chewing my rug right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They'll do that. She's still a puppy. She should be getting your she should be done with her adult teeth, I believe. Well, we just got her um, fixed space. Oh. So I think it's the lack of like exercise that we're getting her every day. And she has like all this pent up energy and <laughs> using it on the wrong thing. <laughs> so <laughs> right. Didn't want to crater, but maybe I should have had for this. But anyways, um, back to, <laughs> um, Pause. yeah, I mean, I think there's lots of different scenarios. Like the women can cry rape. I mean, women have, I mean, I hate to do this because it, it sucks for all the women that have all that have been raped, but there has been manipulative people in the world. Like there's manipulative people in the world, women, men, whoever is manipulative. Mm -hmm. It's just a known yeah. fact. So I'm not saying that they won't just say rape to get an abortion, but I would hope that they wouldn't, you know, like you hope yeah. that you would be upstanding in that. And you well, know, the you other thing too, and I thought was kind of interesting and it was kind of a nice side step on it was that, you know, my husband's like, well, what about the dad? What if he wants to keep the child? Yeah. You know, and I think that's a good argument, you know, like, hey, look, you know, maybe the process is like, hey, look, you know, the father does want it. But right. Because then I told my husband, like, well, that takes court process and that takes time. And then, you know, he he's I was like, well, how would you do that? He's like, well, can't you like just like a restraining order? Right. You can stop someone from doing something. You would put that in until the court was done. And I was like, well, that's a good idea. I honestly told my husband, like, I think every state should have a, like a, like a talk. What, what do they call that? An assembly or something like that with like a hundred people, men and women, not politicians and stuff, normal Joe's like you would do like a jury, yeah. but have them all come a summit. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> I'm like, I'll remember the word. Um, have a summit of like a hundred people and they break off into different groups, right? What about rape? 
What if it was incest? What if it was this? And everybody gets in these groups of like 10 people and they talk it out in the first day. And then the second day we get two groups together and try to mesh together. And then the third day, you know, like, and just continue that for like a week because then that way I feel like everyone would bring something to the table that someone else might not have thought about. And then we could kind of get a good broad picture. And then from there go, okay, so we're going to say this at this week because of this, but there's this exception, this exception, and this exception yeah. and to do these exceptions is to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And I think like, we obviously need to have more conversations from this, right? Like that, that's like my hope that out of this, there's more conversations, more like decision-making stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was reading too, um, I don't know where I put it. I was trying to save everything. That even Roe versus Wade had a like restriction on it. Like mm-hmm. you could still get an abortion, but it had to be 13 weeks and under. Yeah. Or it had to be for rape or incest, right? So there was still restrictions on getting an abortion, even when Roe versus Wade was active. Yeah. So that still prevented other women from getting abortions. So you know, people are all up in arms saying like, this is unfair, but like now I know state by state is different, but now it's actually going to be more open for pro choice people actually. And that's what they forget is that it's going to be more open for pro choice in a sense that one state could decide that they're going to allow all abortions and even up to what they call partial birth abortions which is the baby's head is out of the, out of the uterus, like coming out. So you're giving birth, active labor, you're giving birth, the head is out, but the body's still in the mom and they sever the spinal cord. Oh, wow. It's called a partial birth abortion. And now with the Roe versus Wade overturned, states could allow that. That's true. So it's kind of hard to be in a, in, you know, where everyone's up in arms and so mad for pro-choice people, but it actually it helps them so much better because now they can kill their baby when it's born. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, I didn't think about it that way. And you know, not all states will be like that. Not all states yeah. will be like that. Well, and that's but that's where you're you're right though, right? Because each state now is gonna have their own set of rules. And the one thing which I read, I actually went on and I read what the Senate judges had said about it. Some of them didn't comment. They're like, yeah. no comment. but the few that did, they did write, which I really liked. They said, this will allow the states to come up with what they believe is right for their state. And we yeah. hope, and I hope that I agree with them. I hope that they will not withheld anybody from transferring to another state that allows whatever they feel they need. And I agree right. with that. And that, but then I look and I think about, remember we're talking about low cost and ability to get birth control. Then you think about people who are on state Medicaid who might not be able to leave that state to get what they need. Yeah. So I know people not on state Medicaid, obviously, but people in certain positions of certain companies, not positions, people with certain companies, a lot of companies are already going towards um, paying the whole cost, the travel, the lodging, the procedure and everything for their employee, if they want to go get one that's not in their state. Yeah. So I think companies will do that. Um, obviously you have to have a job at that company. <laughs> um, and I think 
maybe some states will be so close enough that it won't be as expensive. Maybe like you can just like here in Idaho, like for instance, like you take Washington, we're probably going to go ahead and allow a lot of things. Idaho Actually, it's called the West coast stance or something like that. It's Washington, Oregon, and California say, yeah. they said we will come, come here with no prejudice, you know? And I, I like that. So Idaho, depending on where you're in Idaho though, I know it's all like relative, but let's say you're in post falls, Idaho, like, you can literally drive here for 30 minutes, have your procedure and then drive back. And it won't, I mean, you still have to pay for the procedure and gas, but it's not that expensive if it's that important for you to get yeah. it done. Like you'll find means to get it done. You know, yeah. um, one of those companies I remember was Dick's Sporting's Good. If anyone needs to know. <laughs> and Starbucks. And Starbucks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, it was great when I saw that. I was like, and well, the funny thing is, right. Dick's Sporting Good CEO is a woman. Yeah. I was like, sweet. <laughs> well, and, and one of the people on the Supreme Court is a woman that is pro-choice, but she actually opposed, she actually ruled to overturn Roe versus Wade because of why it was made. Like it was the, they're not trying, I don't think the Supreme Court is trying to decide what women do with their bodies. I think they're trying to make it, they don't have the right, the power to make laws. They only have the right to review them and see if they fall under the constitutional yeah law right under the constitution and so roe versus wade was actually made in not technically the proper way mm -hmm. um, so they're overturning it because they have to we have to follow these rules right that, that that's what our government our national you know united states is based on like if we don't follow rules or our constitution like you know i just you know anyways like <laughs> <laughs> well right it's 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 that fact right it's the same thing with like immigration right like you don't get to jump the fence and jump the rules. We all have to go on the rules. Yeah. And so they're trying to basically overturn it, which they did. And then down the road, it's not saying down the road, we can't make a law for this. It's just saying this was made the wrong way. Mm -hmm. it, Supreme court does not have that power. It has to be made by Congress. Yeah. So if Congress makes a law, then there might be different, but then that's also restrictive for everyone across the United States. So do we want that? Do we want it to be federally a federal law? Because that's more restrictive in my mind than actually what it is right now. Right now it's state by state. Yes. So it, if your state sucks, then move, I guess. I don't know. But like some states are going to be so more non-restrictive. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of people are thinking more like, well, I can't afford to move, you know, for this, or, you know, I wouldn't be able to move over there. I need to stay where I'm at or whatever their circumstances are, you know? And I think with the federal, it kind of was like a nice blanket for everybody. Yeah. You know, um, but it's not yeah. saying it can't happen later. I mean, they were, Oh, I'm sure there's people already writing up stuff ready to go. Yeah. yeah they were basically yeah. turning it because of how it was made, not because of what it is for women. Like yeah. they're not, you talk about people talk about oh i want the government out of my uterus well the government's in your uterus has already been in your uterus because of the fact of birth control like yeah they're still in your uterus with not providing free access to birth control well so and that's also big pharma we've got to get rid of big pharma. why is it that other countries like mexico germany england you know canada why is it that they have all these prescriptions that people can actually afford and live off of but we can't and I mean, it's kind of, this is kind of like a theory, so don't like, I don't want anyone to come <laughs> for me, but honestly, I think it, I think it has to do with making money because we, when you think about preventative care, about money. 
when you think about preventative care, right? Preventative care never makes people money. So birth control is preventative, right? But Mm -hmm. so they have to pay for you to be on birth control. They're losing money. But if you pay them for an abortion, they're making money. So they want you to have birth control because they want you to get pregnant. They want you to have an abortion and they make the money from the abortion. They don't make oh, money. Not just, not even, well, that's the thing. Not even just the abortion. They make money off the vocal cords for the stem cell researching, you know, and, and that's the thing. I like when I went for my last one, I was like, why do I have to pay to have you guys donate my umbilical cord for stem cell research? Yeah. You should pay me for that. <laughs> exactly. You should be like, Hey, thank you. Here's a little certificate. You know, thank you for helping. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to pay them when I'm dead and I donate my organs. Right. I don't, I don't get it. I was like, this makes no sense, but that is exactly what it is. This whole thing is all about making money. It's all about lining the pockets of somebody. The same thing with the whole pro-life, especially here in Texas. I'm telling you right now, when I looked at this, I watched this documentary, I did some more digging and I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything is true. It's literally about lining the pocket of these senators, getting the backing. They want the money. They want the people. So they're going to do whatever they can, whether they agree with it or not, to get that. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, in the documentary on Netflix, I was like, again, being in Texas now, I was like, I've got to look this up. <laughs> but they really do. Before you have an abortion, you have to get an ultrasound to see the child. And honestly, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. And it took me a while. My husband was like, well, how do you feel? I'm like, I need some days on this. And I did. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know, there's no harm in it. I don't feel like there's a harm in it because what if that one person does change their mind? Yeah. And I was like, I think that was a good choice for them. I know that it was for the whole pro-choice, no abortion, but I still think that is a good choice. Like, here's your last chance. This is what you see. This is what's inside of you before you make your choice. Yes. So if you still want to do it, your appointment's this one, let us know yeah. if you're going to cancel. Because in all reality, more than half of abortions are elective. There's no medically, re- no medical reason for to have the abortion. Mom's fine. Baby's fine. It's that the mom just doesn't want the baby. It's yeah. elective. And that is a very true statistic that more than half are elective. There's no reason the mom just doesn't want the baby. Now the mom has plenty of reasons, but, but it's basically compatible with life. You know, everything's going to be fine medically. The mom is just too young or is in college or doesn't, isn't with a partner or whatever the reasons are. Or economic situations. Yeah. And so, but how many of those women that are like, oh shoot, I don't have a partner. I must have an abortion. And it's so quick. And then how many of them like might regret it later? Like, I'm not saying that you still can't have it, but maybe we should have counseling like in enough time to like be, you know, to get it done. But like, you know, with bariatric surgery, with transgender surgery, you need to go counseling. You need to go counseling. You need to go through all these measures to have it so that you know that you didn't make the wrong decision. Why can't we have just a little bit of that for abortion, elective abortions? Like mm-hmm. maybe have one meeting with the woman and just asking her, like, what are, you know, how, I'm not saying like you're grilling her to make, you know. Oh yeah. Just like, have you for really, you know, do you really think you can't, you know, you could get on state assistance to help you in the meantime of curving and getting more money. You could, you know, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, just like when you get out of the military, they make you go through counseling, like, Hey, how are your finances doing? 
you know, do you know about these? What state are you moving to? Do you know how to get assistance there? Because maybe some would change their mind because they're like, just instantly like, oh, I have to, my mom's going to be mad at me or, oh, I have to, I don't have a partner. Well, goodness gracious, today's age with all the different families, like there's no reason why an independent woman can't have a child and raise it by herself while working. Yeah, that's very true. I did it for six years. (laughs) Yeah. You can be single mom and rock the crap out of parenthood. Well, And that's the thing too, right? Like I was only on, I was on state assistant when I had him and, and it only took me about a year and a year and a half. And then I finally was off state assistance. That's what it's there for. It's to help you get to that point. I then got the job I needed. I then had the medical I needed, you know, I didn't need it anymore. Right. And, and so like that, like, so there's ways to help if that's like one of their reasons, like, oh, I yeah. don't know, I don't have a partner, like, yeah. or medical, you know, or economics, right? Like, well, do you think that getting state assistance would help you yeah. not only for the trial, but for you to get to the point where you have, they have programs to help you get a job. They have programs to help you get fuel in your car, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Washington, <laughs> say Washington. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think that would be a good idea for elective abortions and stuff like that, because, you know, you never know, we never know who might change their mind and then like really think, oh no, I really do want this child. I think I can do it. And I'm just listening to outside people, but I need to listen to me, you know, like, thank you for counseling me or whatever. And then also like, I just feel like, you know, hopefully, I mean, first we need to get birth control access, but with birth control access, I think people need to really like be responsible. Like Mm -hmm. if you have access to birth control and you know, you don't want a kid right now, why on earth are you not preventing it? Like the consequence of of sex is, is pregnancy. Like, yeah. My husband's like, well, why don't they just use condoms? And I'm like, well, I am allergic to spermicide. So that ain't happening. And majority of them have spermicide. Then you think about people who are allergic to latex. You know, and then, you know, that whole sheepskin condoms, those are expensive. Have you ever seen them like $15, no. $20 for like three? I was like, OMG. I'm like, uh, I'll just go abstinence. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't need it that bad. Because the young population, just abstinence is just not. Gonna, oh, yeah. It's not. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, you and I probably, if like, if we were single, you and I could probably be like, yeah, I'm going to be abstinent till I find someone that I'm serious about. Like, you yeah. and I or whatever you want to do. Like if you want to have a, you know, playing whatever, but like the, when the hormones are raging and you have a boyfriend, like it's just abstinence yeah. is not the way to go. Like, I know it would be ideal because it's like zero chance to get pregnant, but it's just not going to happen ever yeah. in the history of the United States. So we need to stop telling our kids to be abstinent. We need to start educating them on how to not get pregnant. Well, and then I had the like weirdest I mean, I know it's kind of far and few, but like my, I went to the Planned Parenthood. I took my mother, my dad legally had custody of me and I took my mother and I decided that I was going to, I needed birth control because I was breaking out Yeah, and all the girls at school were like, Hey, I just got birth control. And I was like, okay. But I knew my dad wasn't going to say like, he was going to be against it. So I took my mom. Um, <laughs> he later found out. Um, he got a bill from the insurance and called mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood, asked them why he was getting charged, which they told him. Apparently, HIPAA doesn't, you know, isn't a violation with HIPAA until you're 18. Mm. Yeah. Which I don't agree with. Um, so then he, 
I come home and the first thing I do is get a bill shoved in my face and I get reamed. Why the bleeping F are you on birth control? And I was like, for this? Oh, sure you are. You're just a little whore around here, aren't you? Like, whoa, are you kidding me? Like, didn't sit there and like, hey, you know, I got a bill and um, I did some calling around and I found out what it was for. Is there anything you want to talk to me about why you got birth control? completely two different scenarios there people yes obviously the latter one would have been better but and that's the thing too is hard because like every family's different and so some teenagers will not be able to have birth control because Mm -hmm. their family doesn't agree with it so I know that that is a different scenario for sure um and it sucks but I don't, I think we still have to be smart though like if your mom or dad if your parents are not allowing you to have birth control and you don't want to be pregnant at the age of 15, like, I'm sorry, sister, but then don't have sex or make him wear a condom. Like you have to be smart. You can't just be like, oh, well, if anything, you know, this is what I want. Yeah. What's like, the I'll just have sex and who cares what happens or I'll yeah. just have 20 abortions. Like, I'm sorry. We have to teach responsibility. There's just so much that we just, I feel like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, I think mm-hmm. We need to get a well, little bit a lot of parents yeah. too, right? It's like, I don't want to have that conversation. I don't know how to have that conversation, yeah. but they're forgetting you need to have that conversation. It's not if you want, yes. you need to have that conversation. I think we need to be more open in general in, as citizens of the United States, as people on the world. I think we need to be more open in general of conversations, whether it's this, these kind of conversations or mental health conversations or anything, because just suppressing it is not going to find solutions like and is I don't know like you no you're right I mean you're right it really that's exactly it you know and it was something that um you know my husband brought up he's like you know maybe it's because I'm older maybe because I have kids but it's like you don't you know what sex does so if you don't want the outcome don't right and I'm like oh yeah you five years ago with so many girls within four months I'm not gonna get this number out but I'm just saying (laughs) I'm like wow you would tell that boy hey why don't you just not do it I was like yeah right like that guy would have listened and it's hard because like you know people talk about your sexuality and like you're we're sexual beings and so we shouldn't suppress you know our desire for sex and stuff like that and just because you're not in a relationship doesn't mean you can't have casual sex some people believe that and some people don't obviously so you know, but if your belief system is I'm a sexual being, I can have casual sex. Okay. Well, that's fine. But then also you still have the responsibility to not get pregnant. Like, I mean, you don't get, if you smoke, if you smoke cigarettes, you don't get a choice if you get lung cancer or not, either you happens or it doesn't. Yeah. Right. So you are choosing to continue to smoke knowing that you might get cancer. So you continue, you're choosing to continue to have unprotected sex, knowing you might get pregnant. Like that's the risk that you're taking. So you have to be smart about it and like, understand, like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't want to suppress anyone's sexuality and being able to be in the modern world where, you know, families and relationships look different, but I also don't want to neglect the fact that it's still a responsibility. Like our bodies can still make humans. Like just because you want to be free and whatever you want to do in your life doesn't mean like you still aren't going to create a baby in there. And then therefore there's a responsibility. Yes. I do believe that women's bodies 
you know, and that's the thing, right? Your, your body creates. Mm -hmm. And as a woman, you got to accept that. Yeah. Like overall, accept the fact that you create, you can create milk, you can create a human, you create life and that you've got to be responsible with that, yes. you know? And, and I agree. Like I've had a lot of friends who were just willy nilly. I am a free child. Like, good God, is this the seventies again? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> where's the hot yeah. the naked people because I mean I'll go in but you know like we don't need to be you know soiling our wild oats as they call it you know yeah. without protection and, and it goes in further like than just you can create life there's so much stuff you could catch nowadays yeah. HPV is one that most of the time goes undetected because you're not having a symptom, but yeah. it can cause cancer. It can cause other issues, you know? And that's one thing for me, I apparently caught HPV. I think I had it when I was younger, to be honest, I was probably born with it or whatever, because even when I started getting PAPs, they normal, abnormal, normal, abnormal. And mm -hmm. it just kept going back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Finally, after so many years, I went to a doctor. She's like, well, if you've had it this much, I think we should start going the next steps, which I'm telling you girls, you got to protect because that shit sucks. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they go in and they do a test and then they do another test. And then at the end, guess what? They're going to go in and they're going to biopsy and yeah. you don't get no numbing meds. You don't get no nothing. It is go in with this huge claw that goes in and grabs out some skin and you're hurting for days. Yeah. And I mean, cause the cervix is like, what, how do I want to like, you know, like a castle and there's like a, a moat around the castle to protect, yeah. like no one comes in. Like mm -hmm. the cervix is like, no one comes in. Right. Like yep. it doesn't want anything in. So like, if you touch it, it's like mad. It's like, like, don't touch me. Like, don't get near me. Cause it's the protection from anything getting into the uterus usually, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, everything involving the cervix hurts like heck. Horrible. And I'm telling you, like, I literally got a letter saying, you're not going to work for three days. You're going to take all this ibuprofen and all this Tylenol and you're going to sit and rest. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I would have birthed another child before I dealt that again. I'm telling you right now, I will birth another child. Like I just had a biopsy taken out of my stomach and that hurt. And the one from the uterus hurt worse. Like, mm -hmm. uh, no, no, I don't know. I just... I, I guess think you're right though. There's just a lot of conversations we need to have and we yes. need to be open about it, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of the things, and this is like what is, makes me so sad. And like what, when all these things come out is that I feel like we're always two-sided mm -hmm. like in everything, not just Roe versus Wade, but since we're talking about that now, that, that's like the most obvious example it was like two-sided it's pro-choice pro-life or blah, 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 blah. And like, there's no gray. There is a gray though. Well, let's stop having such division. Like there's so much division from this and that's, what's really sad. And, you know, like all pro-life people are saying pro-choice people are wrong. All pro-choice people are saying pro-life people are wrong. And like, no one's wrong. Let's talk about like nitty gritty. Like, okay. Like if you as a pro-life person don't think you should have an abortion, even if the baby's not compatible with life and you want to carry that baby until birth. And then you hold it for a couple minutes, you know, that's your choice. Good for you. Yeah. I'm glad you got to choose that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but it is that same pro choice 
or pro-life person still going to be upset when a 10 year old gets raped and has to, you know what I'm saying? Like, can't we see other situations in a different life, no matter what side of the stance we are on? It's that acceptance. It's like a marriage, right? Like my husband's like, no. And I'm yes. Well, what can I give up? And what can he give up that we can kind of start meshing this together and come to an agreement? Yeah. Like, can we see a little bit of both sides and not be so divided and then start talking about stuff that we really need birth control access. We need doctors to stop standing in the way. Yes. I mean, I get it. You don't want that person to come back and be like, why did you let me do that? I can't have a kid now, but Hey, counseling. Yes. And the doctor should like, maybe not the doctor. I think you're right. Okay. Well, if you want this done, you need to go see this counselor. I have a counselor. It's covered by medical because it's part yeah. of the process. Like yes, we're talking covered. about. Shouldn't be out yeah. of pocket. Yep. And it, it should be. So why is it that you want your tubes tied? Well, you know, my mom had me at a young age and, you know, she struggled and I'm not where I want to be. I want to go do things. I don't know where I will be in life, you know, and let them know what the consequences are. Like, hey, there might be a chance. It's not reversal. Do you think that you're okay with that adoption or something in later life, et cetera, et cetera. And then that way, like you were talking about, it's an informed decision, you know, and I've noticed that doctors get in a rush. Well, it might not be reversal. So, you know, no, you're going to probably regret it later in life. That's not enough. Like I talked about on our last conversation, you know, like my, our chances now it's been so long since his reversal or, or his vasectomy, our chances decrease each time, each time. And the doctor's like, do you really, you know, he didn't say this, but you could kind of tell like, it's like, do you really want to do all this for this low chance? Well, yeah, bitch, because it's still a chance. Like, right. if it's like, 30%, damn it, I got 30%, it's going to work. Exactly. And, but I like the fact that it's like, okay, here's the chances. Do you still want to proceed? And for Your me, choice. it's my choice. Yes, I want to proceed. Or I might say, you know, if it's 5% chance, then maybe we would have talked about it more and been like, should we really go through all this or should we go to the next step? So I always think that any procedure should definitely have a slower conversation in the office and questions and just make sure, but then specific things like this maybe need to have an additional paid for counselor. Mm -hmm. um, Just like you were to have, if you have um, bariatric surgery, they don't just let you get it. Like, you oh, yeah, to- no, it's months. My friend like spent nine months trying to get it and it was counseling and you have to see a dietitian and then you got to go back to the counselor. You got to go back to the dietitian. You have to lose so much weight and then you have to do this and you have to do that. And then it has to go through insurance and it has to, you know, it, it is a complete process. Yeah. And because, you know, there's, there's rightful reasons. Some people get the bariatric surgery and then they never follow the lifestyle afterwards. And the bariatric surgery is useless. Yep, so right back. there's, there's reasons in place for a reason, you know, things in place for a reason. And then, so I think even one counseling session for pre-abortion or one counseling session for pre tube ties would be maybe a little bit beneficial. Like it doesn't have to be in depth or make you feel like you're not ever going to get the procedure. Mm-hmm. It just has to make you aware of all your options. Cause there's people, there's plenty of people that have had abortions and struggle so hard mentally for the rest of their life. Oh yeah, definitely regret it. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought about it with my son a quick second, but I thought about it, you know, like shit, like I'm pregnant. I am three States away from my hometown. 
I have like no money. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be part of the life. He's going around telling everyone that I was cheating on him, which actually he was the one who slept with three different girls in like two months. <laughs> I found out after, <laughs> but you know, it's kind of like, do I really want to do this alone? You know? And I had to have that, that in-depth, like you're saying, personal conversation with myself. Do I really want to do this? And that's where I started thinking. And I think a lot of people who aren't maybe informed enough in their city or state, I thought, well, I can go on, I'll get on state Medicaid for right now. I'll go look at getting back to school. I'll look for some jobs, you know, I'll get back on my feet. That was me, you know, and I think about people who maybe don't have that information or they don't have supportive family. Like I'll say my family was supportive. I went and moved back in with them, but I'll tell you right now that lasted like three months. <laughs> like, man, when you can get the hell out of here, get the hell out of here. Cause we're done with <laughs> Like that was, <laughs> but you know, but that also, right. I came in and I just, my dad was like, well, why aren't you looking for a job? Why aren't you going for this? And I said, look, I need to decompress. I just broke up with a long-term relationship. I'm pregnant. I have no support on that side. And yeah. I'm going to be doing this by myself. Yeah. I need to figure out what I need to do. And I, I did, I took like a month. Mind you, that involved like my brother graduating with a PhD and I'm sitting there bawling and my dad's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, oh. I have an associate and I'm pregnant and, and I'm living with my parents and he's got a PhD. Like, <laughs> mine, I totally like didn't think like, well, yeah, but I followed my dream of being in the military and I was a jet mechanic and I traveled and da, 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 da. But it was just like, oh, <laughs> Oh, you know, but that's that was, but that's the thing, right? There are things set up for, to help you. So don't think that you're stuck with yeah. it and by yourself. And if you don't have that supportive family, you don't really need it. You can do this. Right. Yeah. And I never want anyone, any woman to feel stuck or feel like it's hard. Cause like a lot of people are saying like, oh, these old men are making decisions for women's bodies. And technically that's not, not there's no there's women making that decision too. there's women in the supreme court so technically that's not true also they're not i fully believe that they did not make it to harm women's uteruses they made the decision to overturn solely based on the fact that it was made wrongly in the first place the mm -hmm. supreme court cannot make a law so therefore they had to overturn it so that maybe in the future it could be made properly yeah um and then actually and then i'm kind of like not you know, people have pro-choice people have to think, do they really want it to go federally? Because right now, depending on what state you in, you can have more. <laughs> you totally went like ghetto that state you in. What state you are in, yes. um, you can have more freedom actually. And so I don't ever want to be like, you know, oh, you're putting I don't want ever want an, a woman to feel restricted or feel stuck right like that's not you know what I would hope for but I do hope that that this I mean there has I feel like there has to be some restrictions in a sense that like you can't just have 50 because mm -hmm. you're not being responsible right like yeah I mean well, and I've always thought about it like if you came in for an abortion great but you can't have more than like one in like a two-year period you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, I know like, it sounds weird to put it that way but it's kind of like 
it makes you think, right? Like, okay. Yeah. Something to where it makes you think like, maybe I should stop accidentally getting pregnant. I should probably start using protection and not go willy nilly. And I did think about that too, because I have a lot of friends who are recovering addicts. And -hmm. I thought about that. And like a lot of people who are on drugs aren't thinking they're not doing. And so then it's like, well, does the law step Mm -hmm. in and say, look, you're a reoffending drug addict, or you've come into like different crimes and stuff like that. Would that be too far to say you need to get your tubes tied until you are recovered? Yeah. I mean, right I, now, I, they don't. Um, I don't know. Cause I know a lot of like, not a lot, but I know some people in my mom's church that adopt and foster a lot of drug babies. Mm-hmm. Um, one family they fostered first and now adopted um, a long time ago. He's been in their family forever, but he was one of eight kids from a gal that just kept getting pregnant because she was on drugs mm-hmm. and she birthed them all, but they all had, you know, he's doesn't oh. really seem to have like problems now, but in his infant stage, you know, he had problems. Oh, yeah. My brother, a pharmacist, um, he was having to issue morphine to these infants for yeah. the first weeks of their life for their drug addiction withdrawals. I mean, it's like, do you not understand what you put in your, you could put a vitamin in your body. It's going straight to your baby. Like yeah. whatever's in your blood is in their blood. And no, they don't so, understand it. I mean, I scan that's, patients. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it too much to put that restriction on? I mean, and we do know that there's a drug epidemic in this, in this country. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, I am definitely interested in what they would call involuntary fertilization or, or infertility, infertility. Yeah. Involuntary, um, sterilization, but, um, but that's hard because that's like, that's very human rights thing. Like, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Would that be too far? But that also brings to that fact though, right. That people who are not of sound mind are not making good choices. Right. And so well, I can't say this for sure, but at least what, from what I've seen, most people on drugs that are pregnant end up going full term. They don't usually don't abort no, because they want the state assistant and the money. Yeah. For whatever reason. And I mean, we just almost, I mean, it's crazy what you'll see in a hospital. Some people try to get outside the hospital to go do more drugs while they're in the hospital pregnant. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's why we have like, you can't exit rule. Like you can't just, yeah. you can't exit. leave and come back. Yeah because there's been those type of moms that want to leave, do drugs and come back. And it's like, you're 35 weeks pregnant. Like, stop. Like, yeah. So it's really sad. So I don't know. Um, you know, obviously I, I hope that this does not make it where I hope some States don't abandon all abortions, like even, um, two weekers, three weekers, four weekers, you know? Yeah. But and I'm, I think that's what a lot of people's fear is right now. And, but I yeah. do, you know, remember people, we voted these people into the state's positions that they are the yeah. majority you may not have, but the majority has, and yeah. these people are now input into power. If you are not okay with them, then you write to them. You do not vote for the next term. You know, these are things and voice your opinions. You know, you can write your state senator. You can write your state representative. You can write these people. You can go down to their damn office. I'll tell you right now, the post office union went right over to Seattle and was like, hey, we want to talk to you because we're not okay with this. Yeah. (laughs) You can do it. We lined the entire block. (laughs) 
And I really think that even if states ban abortions all across the board, I don't think they'll get away with what the hospital will deem as medically necessary. And the hospital will have a wonderful chunk of gray area that they yeah. can say this is medically necessary. So, um, which is, you know, call it what it is, but in some cases, this is beneficial to the patient when there's a gray area. Um, and, you know, I think people hopefully will be able to work with their hospital provider and see if there's a blood condition that they have that is not medically, you know, compatible with life or something, you know, like I do. Yeah. Hope or even physical. I mean, like, um, like, okay. So, right. You can't get usually elective surgeries when you are pregnant. It's too risky to the baby. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, I told him like, give me a damn paper. I will write right here that if my baby dies or comes out with some third leg or whatever, I'm not going to sue. I was like, just, I want, I need this done. And you guys can say whatever the hell you want, but this is my choice. And I had four anesthesiologists sign off on my surgery. Came the day of surgery. I get all prepped. I got IVs in me. I'm waiting. Anesthesiologist comes down and says, I'm not doing your surgery. I'm sorry, what? Could you have said this before I got all hooked up? Yeah. And no, he's like, I'm not going to put your baby at risk. And I said, but that's my baby. It's my choice. It's my body. I want you to do it. He says, nope. And I got so mad, you guys. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I probably went a little overboard as hormonal. What can I say? <sighs> but I was like, you're either incompetent to do your job or you're unconfident on your ability to do your job. So which one is it? And he yeah. looked at me and I said, which one? And he goes, I'm not doing your surgery. I said, get my damn doctor in here. And then my doctor came and in. The doctor like, had to sign off on it for you to even be there the day of. Yes. My doctor was full for it. My doctor's yeah. like, everything will be fine. It's her choice. He was completely 100%. So he came back in and I'm like, what the hell? He's like, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Oh, we've been having an argument in the back. I'm telling you. Oh. And so I said, well, what do we do? And he goes, you know, we do do surgeries in office. Um, but the problem was the reason why we we're doing it at the hospital was because they didn't have the titanium plates yet. They were still on order. And he's like, look, we should be getting them in the next week or so go back home and I will talk with my team and we'll get you in later this month. And I said, okay. So I get a call. Sure enough. He's like, we got him in, let's get you in. And the idea was that, yes, this is elective, but it was my foot. I needed reconstructive surgery on my foot. Well, I'm pregnant, which means I'm going to get heavier. I'm going to have more pressure on my foot. I'm already having pain on my foot. Mm. All that does is make me sit around and become then gestationally diabetic. Right. And so those like, you know, eight weeks of sitting or taking less off my foot was better than spending months on my butt. Yeah. And so sure enough, we did it. Um, mind you, I was only out for a little bit. I was awake while they were doing the surgery. They tourniqueted off my leg. They like anesthetized the whole thing. <laughs> Not gonna lie. It was so weird. Crank, crank, crank. Ooh, I felt it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but but this surgery, you know, I'm like, um, my foot's starting to burn and hurt. And he was like, uh, doc, we need some more anesthetic, you know? So yeah. he went in and, and, you know, anesthetized everything, you know, but it worked. And that's what yeah. I think it should be. Doctors should find a way to help and yes. listen and understand. Yes. That's so key. And I think just with being in the medical field, like doctors, first of all, are always practicing medicine, right? They're no... I mean, yeah, perfect. They went to school. They took a long time. So they're smart, but they're not 
like amazingly like geniuses and like they're they're not psychics to know they're everything. Not psychics, they're not like genius psychics and like he, he, magical healers, right? Like they're human. Well, my brother Brandon, who was on here previously, if you guys listen to it, he said we're still technically in the bronze era. Like we are still back with the gladiators. We don't know all of everything. We are still finding out new things. We're trying to figure out how to heal it. We're still in the bronze era. We're not even near gold yet. Yeah. So they're practicing medicine, right? And so it's always practicing. They're not, they're humans. They can make mistakes. They're practicing what they've been taught and what they're continually learning. And I just love it when I, I see a doctor or hear a doctor like that, where they're thinking outside the box, you know, a little bit, or like, how can we do this? What's the best way, you know? I'm yeah. Is it physically possible? Or are we just saying no, because we don't want to get sued? Yeah. Yeah. So that is props to that doctor. But again, <laughs> it went back to your choice of putting your baby at risk. Yeah. Like, but you still were carrying the baby. Like you still wanted the baby, mm -hmm. but you were saying, I think this is going to be better for the baby, actually. Like mm -hmm. the baby is actually the first thing I'm thinking about because I don't want to get gestational diabetes and do preeclampsia and eclampsia and like, and get the baby more at risk. Yeah. Which I ended up getting gestational diabetes anyways, <laughs> but I think I actually had it because they said, because your age, like even before the doctor, he's like, we don't test until this time, but I'm pretty sure with your age and stuff, you're probably going to have it. So we tested early and sure, I was like, gosh, dang you, why were you right? <laughs> we'll always get gestational diabetes. There's nothing they can do about it. It's just yep, this last one was gestational. I knew it as soon as I got pregnant. I'm like, I'm going on my gestational diabetes, you know, diet. Got it. <laughs> she was only six pounds, eight ounces. So, you know, something came yeah. out right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. There's lots still to talk about. I don't think it's over. I hope it's not over. I hope there's lots of productive conversations that come out of this hopefully and with states state by states making decisions i hope they do it in there's a, more i think i hope there's more choices with state by state yeah. what state is going to fit for your ability or what your situation is yeah because there's fear on both ends right there's fear that not even rape victims will be able to have abortions but then there's fear that you'll be able to have an abortion while the head's out of utero. Like, I don't want those abortions. That one I'm not okay with. I'm like, at that point, let's just go ahead and give it to a foster family. Right, like I am like 100% against that kind of abortion. Yeah. But now it's the open-ended, like we don't know what the states will do and how restrictive they'll be or how non-restrictive. Well, and that's thing, right? Roe versus Wade, you were not allowed to get an abortion in the last third semester unless it was medically necessary. So you're right. There was, there was restrictions. Yeah. I think people need to understand that. We're, we're not saying, yeah. okay, it wasn't willy nilly. You couldn't just get an abortion. This is actually, this is actually better for pro-life people or pro-choice people. And I'm just like, why are you guys so mad? Like, this is good for you because there was restrictions with Roe versus Wade against yeah. you guys. Yeah. Like you couldn't just have an abortion at 20 weeks because you changed your mind. Yeah. Maybe exactly. now you can, you don't know yet. Like, yeah. so I don't know. I just, I just hate it when people get so up in a roar and like, don't really look at the facts and they just get up in a roar because it's against their stance. Well, do and that's you really the know thing too, right? That's what makes it democracy, right? Is we don't all think the same. Like, and yeah. I think we need to start looking at that. We don't look the same. We don't view everything the same. And that's okay. Let's yeah. just find a way to come together to find yeah. equal balance. 
Yeah. There's going to be things you're not okay with, but there's going to be things I'm not okay with either. And we both give up something that we're not okay with to come to an agreement. Yeah. And, you know, other good conversations too about what do we really, what's the real root of the problem? You know, like, what do we need to talk? Like, why is everyone getting abortions? You know, why are they getting abortions in the first place? Well, what does that stem from? Like, da, 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 da. Like, you know, there's been some stats that, you know, obviously in areas of the United States where they're low poverty and low access to birth control, that those people are the ones that have the highest abortion rates. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about that. So I don't know. It's just- I would, I would, now I normally like end my thing with, you know, like something nice to say, but I think you brought up a lot of good things and I don't think that there's any one, I think you got a really good stance on a lot of things. I normally like to close it on a question, but I'm like, shit, she kind of answered every question I was going to come up with. So, you know, that's good though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just want to thank you again for coming in. And like I said, just being um, an open-minded both sides kind of thing. It was not against like you should or shouldn't vote for this or that, but just look at the facts, look someone, someone from the medical field, here's a mother, you know, how do we look at that? And then just, just want to say thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, thanks for having me. Yes. And I can't wait. you got to keep me up to date. I'm sure everyone's waiting to hear how it happens, what, you know, the reversal is. I know you're still waiting because things are just now starting to open up. We did um, actually get our consultation appointment on Monday. It was pushed back because, of course, yeah, the doctor was out of the office for our original date. So then we had to push it back a month. But we have our consultation on Monday before we go on vacation. And then Yay. so hopefully we'll have the surgery on the books before we go to vacation. I can't wait. We'll have to come back on it, especially all like, right. how was your vacation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, you guys, thank you very much for uh, doing it. Like, subscribe, you know, the grill. I don't need to keep going over it. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Jennifer, coming again and we'll see you soon. Sounds good. Yay.